Hello everyone and welcome to Living Every Day with Jesus. I'm your host Michael and today we'll be talking about no love without discipline. Our memory verse will be taken from Proverbs 13 verse 24 and it says, okay, it says, he who spares his rods hates his son. But he who loves him disciplines him promptly. Father Lord Jesus, help us today in your word. Help us to dig deep. Help us not to just read, but to study. And give us the grace to understand. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So yes, um, Proverbs 13 verse 24 is saying that he who spares his rod hates his son. But he who loves him disciplines him promptly. Okay. Uh, if you want God to love you, then he will discipline you. The more he loves you, the more he will discipline you. God loves children who bear fruits, very especially. So he said that any tree that bears fruits, he will prune. John 15 verse 2 says, Every branch in me that beareth not fruits, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruits, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Okay, um, I think, uh, for example, everybody says practice makes perfect. But sometimes that practice brings pain. In the sense that uh, a ballet dancer will have to practice on her toes or his toes every day, every night every hour of his life and or her life and it might take a lot of pain uh i watched a movie where uh a ballet dancer was peeling off her toenails that's painful same thing as a keyboard player or or anybody that's that has a talent or any skill you have to prune yourself to become better just like the word of god is telling us today it says every branch in me that beareth not fruit he taketh away and every branch that beareth fruit he purgeth it that it may bring more fruit okay john 15 2 the purpose the purpose of pruning and discipline is to make you bear more fruits and become even greater in the realm of the spirit if God disciplines you whenever you do something wrong, you should rejoice because it means that you're special to him and he would not leave you to be destroyed. Sometimes um, kids, like a lot of us, we hate correction. Like a lot of young people hate correction. Typically because we feel like we know it all. So like you shouldn't correct us. Like we know what we're doing. Okay, so the Bible says um, in Proverbs 3, verse, uh, Proverbs 3, verse 7, do not be wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and depart from evil. Most of us think we're really wise, like, sometimes I think, like, I'm pretty smart. Like, I should be able to figure this out on my own. But the thing is, 
Trust the Lord in all your ways and lean not unto your own understanding. Because sometimes we know, like I said before, we know, we think we know what is good for us, but we actually don't know. So when we trust the Lord to prune us, to correct us, when we go wrong, okay, we should rejoice. We should be happy that we have someone to correct us. Because, you know, the popular sounds, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leadeth me. He leadeth me. He leadeth me. Okay, a shepherd's job is to lead. Okay, a shepherd carries a rod. Not necessarily to just beat the sheep because um, he feels like it. But to correct the sheep in the path to go. Is similarly to what God is. God is there to lead us. And sometimes it might need he might need to correct us. He might need that rod to correct us in the path to go. So we should never neglect that. However, if you're doing something wrong and God is silent about it, you should run to him and cry for mercy because it most likely means that he has left you for destruction. This often happens when he warned a person severally, but the person didn't listen. Okay. I have a perfect example. Uh, in the time of Noah, the Noah was preaching repentance to the people that were on earth for like over 50 years. And God was telling them what was going to happen through Noah, but they never listened. Okay? They never listened. They thought Noah was a dumb person and God is not a wicked person that would not show you signs will not try to correct you before he exacts his his um his um his uh his punishment okay he warned them for years but they do not turn to God okay so it says that when the time came and floods started flooding the earth I'm sure they all looked stupid. They all begged for Noah's help, but it was already too late. Okay? We see an example of this in Hosea 4 verse 17, which says, Ephraim is joined to the idols. Let him alone. God doesn't force us to do anything. Yes, he's there to correct us, but if we do not heed to these corrections, he will let us be. Okay? This world is a free world like you he says God has put life and death before you choose life that you may live but sometimes we choose death and that's fine because it's our choice God is not going to force us to do anything Romans 1.28 also says, And even as they did not retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to reprobate minds, to those things which were not convenient. So essentially, what this means is that one of the effects, or one of the um, effects, yes, effects of not putting, not taking the knowledge of God is that 
you'll be given to a reprobate mind. Another word for reprobate is debase. Essentially speaking, if you read the whole verse, let's go to Romans 1 verse 28. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Romans 1 verse 28. So it says, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them to a debased mind to do things which are not fitting, being filled with unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They were whisperers, they were backbiters, and haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, and inventors of evil things. Can you see that that's how our world today is? Like, these are the characteristics of the world right now. Sexual immorality, check. Proud people, boasters, check. Evil-mindedness, check. Murder, strife, check. Deceit, check. Wickedness, check. These are characteristics of our world today. And this is an effect of not putting God's knowledge in you, not retaining the knowledge of God in you. If you steal and you were not caught or you fornicated but everything seems to be going as normal, run to God for mercy. For instance, now, um, there are some people, and forgive me if I'm wrong, but I'm the kind of person when everybody would try um, stealing and not get caught, the first time I tried it, boy, was I caught. Because God cares about me. God knows that the outcome of stealing is negative. God cares about my future. But sometimes we tend to follow people that are doing it and they're not caught. And we say like, mm, I mean, I, swear, I might as well do it. I don't know if you have had that experience before that you try something for the first time and immediately you're caught or immediately judgment comes or something like that. But that's fine because God cares about you. So run to God for mercy because he's probably left you in the hands of the devil if you fornicate and everything or you still and everything is normal. Don't continue your sin because there was no repercussion or chastisement. Cry to him for mercy. Tell him you are sorry and ready to forsake that sin. He saw what you did and the fact that he's acting as if he didn't see it should send you on your knees begging for mercy if you do not want to be destroyed. The key point, if you sin and God is silent, you are already losing your place as his beloved child. Cry to him now for mercy. Okay, this topic is really important. This topic, no love without discipline. No love without discipline. God disciplines us as a form of showing his love for us. Okay? As a form of showing his love for us. The fact that there are rules and regulations in this world doesn't mean that they are negative to us. If you look at it, if you look at the system, if everybody follows biblical laws, don't you think the world would be a better place? Don't you think we would exactly have 
the garden of Eden on earth, heaven on earth. But the thing is, most people don't follow those laws. Most people don't live right. Most people are not doing what they're supposed to do. So we should not contribute to that. God is disciplining us. We should stand out and accept that discipline. Okay? So the key point again, if you sin and God is silent, you're already losing your place as his beloved child. Cry to him for mercy. So to that one person listening, if you're sinning and it seems like nothing is happening, you're living a good life. You know, a lot of people say that the outcomes of fornication are really dangerous and you're not experiencing anything. Please go on your knees and cry to God. And if there's anyone listening that feels that he's not, he or she is not in the right place with God, I would like you to say this prayer with me. Lord, have mercy on me. Save my soul. I believe that you came on earth to die for my sins. Please help me walk in that light and let me be your child again. Amen. And if you said that prayer, you are a born again child of God. And I promise you that God is watching you. God cares about you. And God is going to start disciplining you from now on. So please take heed to his discipline. Okay? Take heed to his corrections. Okay? Because God is like that shepherd that will come for that one last sheep. Just to make sure that he's alright. Okay? So, um... That's going to be the end of this podcast. Uh, I really hope you were filled with the spirit and with the word of God. Uh, shout out to our man for making this intro and outro. God bless him. And um, yes, so watch out for the next episode. God bless you. And have a nice weekend.